Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Chapters with Suba and Brianna, a podcast where we talk all things life. Our first chapter series is on friendships. Let's dive in. So the effect you have on others is the most valuable currency there is. Welcome back. Back in business, baby. <laughs> That's just showbiz, baby. Uh, I guess maybe we should just start by saying thank you. Yeah, thanks to everybody that, you know, listened, shared our podcast, followed our Instagram. Showed some love. Showed I'm, some love in the DMs. Yeah, I know we don't have, like, much out. We just released our intro and our first episode but there's so many people that have been messaging us saying that they've listened and they're excited and they're super interested in this topic so that's really good we were very nervous so it's it's really good feedback yeah and um you know tag us in bumble friends in the comments we're trying to get sponsored we're trying to get paid for this <laughs> our day jobs don't pay us enough and that's the last time we'll mention them for free yeah <laughs> So our last episode ended talking just about how to make friends. Uh, I watched it and I realized that we look kind of like losers in some of the stories that we were saying. I laughed really hard, but I was like, damn, people probably are like, these girls are desperate to make friends. Um, But it's cool. We just said what everybody was thinking. Exactly. I was going to say the same thing. The amount of people that were like, Mm -hmm. it's so true. I never thought, like, (laughs) how do we sustain or make adult friendships? Um, yeah. It's not talked about enough, so yeah, it's good. It was good to hear um, that we were not the only ones struggling. And if any of you guys actually tried our method or have any funny friendship stories, like we shared how we became friends, tell us. Uh, like either text it to us, message it to us, send a video of you saying it, and we can see if we can like somehow plug it in. Uh, but I think it would be funny to start sharing stories of how other people made friends, or if you used any of our methods to make friends yeah how did it go um (laughs) give us a a synopsis i guess okay so how was your day how was your exam my exam actually sucked it didn't okay it didn't suck but it was one of those things where i'm like i don't understand how people have to like how did we ever memorize so many things in university and just sit in a classroom or a gym and just put that shit on paper like I'm, I'm thinking back to my psych classes and remembering parts of the brain and what they did and all of that. I'm like, how do how did we memorize that? I feel like that's not normal for humans to memorize a dictionary. Like, I don't... I feel like we're getting old and so my, at least my brain is just like, it's done. It's like, Brie, you've worked me out. Like, it's done. <laughs> but then when you think of like surgeons, I'm like, in Grey's Anatomy, any issue somebody comes into the ER with, they're like, okay cut him open, do this, cut this, do that. I'm like, they memorize, like, they know what yeah. to do no matter and what. I think that's, like, different because it's knowledge that you've gained because you practiced it versus, like, memorizing. Like, you know, we used to memorize, like, seven chapters for one exam, and I would just go and, like, word vomit. Do you think I remember anything that I wrote in those exams now? Like, nah. Okay, <laughs> so would you prefer that you go in for emergency surgery, okay, and you have an hour before you die that you need that surgery would you prefer that that person who's going to do your surgery goes and reads a refresher in their book to remember or they're just like nah i do this shit on the regular so i could just come cut you open yeah no i feel like i would not trust you if you needed a refresher before you operated on me i would want a refresher because i'm like how do i trust that you remember how to cut open my appendix when you practice that in school you're so not confident in yourself that you need to to read a refresher that makes me (laughs) you're about to cut open me into me because then you need to revisit your intro to fucking doctor book brianna before you cut open to me I'm, oh, think, no. I'm thinking of Grey's Anatomy, and I'm like, listen, those some of those students had never had a chance to do that on their own. And okay, in, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not saying I want to get operated on by a student doctor. But they're they're not students. They're like in season five, like McSteamy or whatever. Like they were working on their own. Yeah, but, but they, they had knew. never done. A, they were reading refreshers before they. But were they going should in. have. No, since when? Because I feel like if I hadn't cut open an appendix in five years, you trust my ass to cut open no, appendix. Impossible that they haven't cut it open in five years, though. They see things that they haven't seen before on that ER table. 
So if I yeah, and they see it before the scans, and, and they're then like, they oh yeah, fourth year med no. school. I just remember dissecting you know what a frog. They probably do do refreshers because they. Oh, but you said emergency situation. But I, emergency, like anything goes, your gloves are off. Like I'm just trying to stop your bleeding, you, and then I'm just, emergency. Did you guys hear what she just said? She would no. let somebody operate on no, her no, no, without listen, gloves with their dirty hands. But you're talking about two different things. You're talking about two different things. So there's emergency procedures where it's like if I'm not getting operated on right now, I'm going to fucking die. Okay. So that in that scenario, the doctor's job is just to stabilize you, and then no, no, no. I said you have an hour before you die. So in that hour, so, would you rather them yeah, go and read well, a refresher no what i'm saying is there's no a doctor is going to go in with a plan they're going to have your scans they're going to have your blood work they're going to have a plan so yeah technically they do have a refresher but they don't but need a you textbook said, yeah but you you have an hour bro you should know what the fuck you're doing no. you have to, have to read a textbook i want you to go open the 2020 textbook that was published last this year no. on how to cut open an appendix and make sure that any you scientific an hour any 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 fucking new information is out the window you're not learning that in an hour there's a 99 percent of infection what if they if they do something wrong there's a 99 percent chance of infection if somebody operates on you incorrectly, trust me, I've been operated on wrongfully, so I know about this, and it's traumatizing. Anyways, <laughs> well, um, so yeah, that was how my exam went, but it's over now, midterms are done, I survived, we're good, and now we're here. You did it. I did it. Going from what we talked about last episode to kind of transitioning into this episode, we wanted to focus on once you've made friends, once you have these people in your life, you're like, okay, cool, you made the cut, you're here, you exist around me, I like you, I love you. How do you sustain these friendships? How do you nurture these friendships? How do you keep these people to be your friends? Um, how do you navigate through conflict? How do you express your love for them? Um, I, ge- I guess we named this episode Sustaining and Nurturing Friendships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so just, yeah, how do you maintain um, not only a friendship, but a healthy one? How do you communicate, set boundaries? Um, Again, kind of like going off of what I said last episode, um, friendships are literally like romantic relationships. Um, So all of that stuff that you see on like how to make sure you have a healthy romantic relationship, I think could also be applied to friendships. Yeah. Yeah. so yeah, so uh, that's what we'll be talking about today. We should do the hashtag toxic friend. You know, we just do like toxic, <laughs> say toxic, toxic queen. <laughs> yeah. We have toxic king, toxic queen. We should definitely do toxic friend. I feel yeah. like we've all had a toxic friend at one point in our yes. life. Hopefully they don't, ex- they're not a toxic friend anymore, but yeah, we can do a hashtag toxic friend. Yeah. Anytime we're talking about something and we realize this is probably a sign of a toxic friend. Hashtag toxic friend. (laughs) So let's start with communication. Communication in friendships. One of the things that I really wanted to talk about under this was different love languages. So we talk a lot about love languages with partners, getting to know your different love languages, understanding your partners, making sure your partner understands yours. But we don't really talk about love languages when it comes to your friends. And I think that's just as important because... It's still a relationship at the end of the day. You, you and your friends communicate about very personal things. You communicate about very important, meaningful things. Um, and sometimes it's just you guys have a good relationship, but it's the communication that just fucks it all up. Personally, my love language, like in general, even with my friends, is I'm not a very open book, but I just love when my friends get to know that about me and like they work around me. So I'm more actions-oriented. Like I want people to check in on me or text me or make an effort even if I'm not necessarily going out of my way to let them know I need something. Sometimes that's considered like annoying and I get that for a lot of my friends. They're like, why the fuck don't you just tell me something was going on or whatever? Um, but that's my personal love language. What's, what's yours? Yeah, I think that... So mine's the opposite. I'm the type of person that I'm like, oh my god, I'm going through it. Like, the world is ending, and I'll tell my friends immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I'm really not the person that needs to be, like, pried mm-hmm. to get, like, uh, things out of her. I'm a pretty open book. So I think that was, like, one of the biggest, um, I guess, hiccups at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Or as I, as I was still trying to get to know you or whatever. I remember there was that meme of uh what was it the orange or the, the door? onion or something the onion yeah 
anyways, there was like a meme going around that it was like, um, when you peel back a layer and then it's like a fucking padlock <laughs> or something. So, um, yeah, I remember that was like, uh, an issue for me at the beginning and I had to just kind of learn like not to take it personally and of course learn about, um, different like communication styles and love languages and how like that doesn't necessarily mean that the person is not trying to get to know you or whatever um it's just like how they operate right so I will say too like sometimes it's easy to say this is my love language so like deal with it but I think something that I as I've gotten older have worked on is the fact that just because it's my love language or this is how I communicate up until now, it doesn't mean that there isn't room for change. I think through a lot of my friendships, all of their love languages are different than mine's. So I've had friends be very patient with me, but then also point out like, okay, I get it. This is how you navigate, but like fix it or change it or meet me halfway. So even though we each have a love language, I think it's important to be aware that sometimes it's your love language that could be causing the hiccup and be willing to at least recognize it like you don't have to change everything about yourself but just being willing to recognize like I think with you you've been pretty patient with me and been like okay like I get something's wrong but like tell me um but at the same time you haven't tried to impose your style on me you're like well this is how I work like I'm still gonna tell you when shit's bothering me but I think you've only been able to do that because you know that the reason I don't always come to you right away is not because um, I don't value you as a friend. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. given me incentive to want to change yeah. it. I also feel like lo- like there's so many different love languages. Like I, Sometimes I'm like, I'm a little bit of this and I'm a little bit of that. Like I'm a little bit of everything. I think it, it's fluid too and it changes like yeah. as um, you go through life or like your different moods and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I do think too though like if we're talking about the official love languages I'm pretty sure one of them is like gift giving yeah. like I think some love languages are maybe not appropriate for friendships like yeah at least for me I don't think I would be friends with somebody that was like you need to give me gifts <laughs> all the time and then use it like, against that's you my love language like give me gifts I would be like wow but some people's love language is giving gifts yeah that's true or bribery <laughs> However you want to put it. Um, as you were that's saying. That's a whole, that's a hashtag toxic yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it. Honestly, I always am the bad guy between us. And I just, whoever watches uh, this. That's a whole other uh, topic to talk about. <laughs> um, okay, what else can we say about communication? I, I also think sometimes love languages changes depending on your friend. Like what I have with you is very different than what I have with some of my other friends. And I don't think it depends on who you're closer with or you're not closer with. It's just, it's like chemicals. Some people's you vibe with differently, like your chemistry, your bonds are different. With some people, I can sit there and just open up about everything. And some people, I can sit there and not open up about anything, but have the most amazing time. Like, I think it's just, it's just different. Um... I am in the market for a friend who does enjoy gift giving. <laughs> so if we're talking about that and you're interested. Yeah, gift giving. Like, I'll receive gifts. I'll receive them. And, like, giving massages. Acts of service. Acts of service. But, I mean, I'm an acts of service type of love language person, but I won't give you a massage. That's literally what I was just looking but for. But, like, I'll cook for you or, like, make you coffee. Yeah, like, you bring do you that. coffee. I'm like that, too, I think. Yeah. I like cooking for people. Yeah. yeah. I like. But I won't give you a massage. So you you don't like acts of service. No, I do. But would like, you give your boyfriend a massage? No. You're. <laughs> you give me one. <laughs> so you're selfish. <laughs> so your love language is selfish. <laughs> so she just wants to take. Call it what you want. <laughs> you know what we call people like that? Leeches. Now I know why. Who's the no, toxic you know friend? Why? You know why? Would it? Because like I'm not good at it. So like, why am I gonna give you some? shit service but, like, but says who who I'm says good. you're not good at it you say it all the time you're like what the fuck is this shit but you do it because you don't want to give a massage you don't do it because you're bad at it you're just like oh i'm so bad but like if you put some back into it you wouldn't be that bad anyways 
You're Brianna. No, I'll also add Brianna. I aim for perfection, and if I can't do it perfectly, I don't want to do it. So let's make you perfect. I will help you achieve that Honestly, goal. Honestly, I will take a class. I'm I'll be your go. dummy. I'm just gonna go get like massages of my own and like take mental notes. Yeah, and you can practice on me. It's cool. Okay. Brianna's love language is also hitting people. <laughs> but Brianna, when she's feeling like this overwhelming like love, she just wants to like punch you and the harder the punch the more loving the more, she's feeling yeah, it's because i have a problem expressing like affection you know because yeah things happen so like yeah she just beats the shit I, out of you that's how the I, cycle of toxic toxicity like i just want to like you know instead of hu- asking for a hug i'll just like hit you but like so it's like giving me an excuse to like you know have physical touch it comes at the most random like i was <laughs> napping one day and i was lying on my couch tired napping and this bitch literally took her hand and smacked it on my head oh my like that. God, so on one hand, you're like, wow, that really fucking hurt, which means she really fucking loved me. But on the other hand, you're like, she just slapped the shit out of me. Like, <laughs> toxic friend. <laughs> toxic friend. And like, you, she doesn't give you love often. So like, you're hungry for it. So you want to accept it. But I've it's been trying like, to work on that. I have. I know, but it comes like, but then what you do is when you, when you want to give it, you'll be like, I'm giving you love. Like, just take it right now. And I'm like, but I don't, I'm, I don't want to receive it. Like, I don't want a hug. And she'll be like, you take this hug right now or you won't ever get it again. Hashtag toxic friend. That's another thing too. Um, I have a lot of friends that are cuddlers, but I'm not a cuddler. So it's like, that's hard to balance. She's not a when cuddler until she gets happy. a good cuddle. And then she's like, I didn't guess I could cuddle. No. Yeah, I feel like the one time you were drunk in Asia and you just wanted a cuddle <laughs> and you were like screaming for me. And my, oh, so when you're drunk, your real feelings come out. Yes. She was screaming to my come cuddle. My feelings are no longer working. Uh, all that to say, we all have different styles of communicating, mm-hmm. and I think as important as it is to understand your friend's communication style. It's important to reflect on what your own is, seeing if there's like areas of improvement. Maybe you have one and you're great at it, but if you could improve on it because you're friends with someone that doesn't necessarily appreciate that style, doesn't mean you guys can't be friends anymore, but it's like compromising. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, would you say like communication and love languages are the same or different? Uh, I think they're like related. But communication includes a lot more things, I think. Whereas love language is more just like how you express yourself in a friendship, maybe. Like what you value. And uh, whereas communication could simply just be that when you're upset or bothered by something, you don't communicate it. Or when you are bothered, you feel like this desire to overly communicate all of your issues, which can push people away too. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely. So I think, yeah, love languages is maybe more so how you express, I guess, gratitude or appreciation mm-hmm. towards somebody. But communication could also, like, yes, you should be using communication to express gratitude, and we'll talk about that a bit later. But also, like, communication, I think, is important when there are those, like, hiccups or conflicts that are yeah. happening um, in a friendship. And... Like, the way that I operate, at least, is I always make an assessment of, is this something that is really worth it for me to bring up? Um, Am I going to, like, harbor this for a long period of time? Or is it something that I could easily let go of? Um, And if the answer to that is, like, yes, I'm going to harbor it for a long time, or it's, like, a reoccurring pattern that's been bothering me, then I I would bring it up. But, um, and I know that we're different in this way, too. Um, but yeah, for some people, it's like an issue comes up and they're like, okay, let's talk about it or, um, you know, or I can't let this go or whatever. So, uh, at least how I operate is I always make that assessment of like, okay, um, is this worth my energy? Cause I'm a very non-confrontational person too. I like to keep the peace. That's the Libra in me. <laughs> um, so I always try to like make that assessment of like, okay. Is this something that's worth me ruffling the feathers for? Because I hate it, but... Yeah, I feel like I'm... Like, I have a filter. Like, sometimes I'll get annoyed at little things. I feel like we've talked about this once before where we're, like, we're both sometimes... We'll get annoyed at each other 
for little things, let's say, but if it's not big enough, we'll just be annoyed for the day and then let it go. I feel like that's also because we've spent a lot of time together. Like we work together, we travel together, we were in class together. Now we live in the same building together. So I think I, I work like that, but at the same time, I'm also quite confrontational. Like if something bothers me and I don't think it's a bad thing personally. Like I think for me, if something bothers me about a friend, I don't think it's a negative thing to say, Hey, what you did bothered me or Hey, I didn't appreciate how you acted in that way. Cause if I want to make an effort to talk about something with you, it's because I care about you as a friend. Like, that's mm-hmm. just me personally. If I really don't give a shit about you, I'm not going to call you out on stuff because it doesn't... I don't care if you change. I don't care if you get better. I just... You are who you are and I'll exist around you. But if I love you enough to say, hey, what you're doing is bothering me, it's because I want to keep being friends with you and I don't want that yeah. to, like, interrupt. So at least I try to frame... Unless you, like, do something really fucked up, like you, I don't know, like, try to kill me or, like, (laughs) steal my money or, like, I don't know, like, rob my family. I feel like there's nothing big enough that I want to actually fight you for it. But if it's small things and I'm like, hey, can we talk? I didn't appreciate how you did this. I'm like, okay, this is positive because I'm telling a person what I didn't like. Mm -hmm. But it also, it comes down to delivery, like, how I deliver that. Um... So that's why I always tell people like all the time, if there's something that bothers you about me, I'm not perfect, I'm human, I have mood swings, I'm really emotional, I can be selfish, I can be like, I can be, I'm human, but if I'm doing something that's wrong, like tell me because I would rather change it than deal with it after the fact and like lose you as a friend. And I say that to like my brother all the time, I'm like, I'm I'm a psycho. So sometimes you have to sit me down and be like, you're, you've been crazy. And I'm like, okay, I'll appreciate somebody calling me out on my shit. As opposed to like being afraid of getting into it with me and not telling me. And then you just get like more distant from me because you don't like how I move, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's a good way to frame it too. Um, like when you are receiving feedback or a friend is like calling you out for doing something, like yeah. thinking of it as like, well, this person is actually putting in the effort to like resolve an issue because they want to keep being friends with them. Yeah, exactly. So when you spin it that way, it's actually like not a negative experience. Then, yeah. It's an opportunity, like you guys are creating the opportunity to kind of um, overcome that and like yeah. just grow for the better or just you know make that assessment of are we still compatible as friends like right and that happens too you know like maybe we're just diverging a little bit I guess the only thing I would add to that last part of just about giving feedback and navigating conflict would just be how you do it too like I don't know if I do it in the right way or the wrong way but I believe in doing it so sometimes people might say well I do that too but the issue is how they do it like they'll be too confrontational like Mm-hmm. fuck you you did this to me and yeah. like that can just go south so quick so even if your intention is to like work through shit with a friend and call them out because they hurt you and you want to fix it if you go into it cussing them out probably won't go too well yeah and at the same time too like not everything has to be like a serious like i need to sit you down because what mm-hmm. you did yesterday was problematic mm-hmm. sometimes i'm just like yo in the moment i'll be like yo you're annoying me stop and you, you know? do that to and me a lot. And it's just like, okay, <laughs> no, I don't. And it's just like, no hard feelings, like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Or you could say it, like, in a joking way. Like, I don't know, ca- calling people out, like, in the moment, too, yeah. makes it so that it's not this whole big, like, we need to sit yeah, down. And, true. like, I wrote down my talking points. And, yeah. like, this is how I feel, you know. Eye framings are very important. So I learned that in a psych communication class. But... Yeah, it doesn't always have to yeah, be, like, yeah. this serious, like, what you did yesterday was so problematic because, mm-hmm. like, you took my shirt without asking me. It could be like, Hashtag oh, toxic friend. Nice, yeah. <laughs> oh, nice shirt. Glad to see you just helped yourself to my closet. And it's like, haha, fahihi. But yeah, you're right. Sometimes you just have to do it live in the moment. But, like, jokingly, because it gets exhausting if you're with a person. Like, you would be with a partner who every day wants to sit you down and be like, I have an issue with you. Yeah, and two, I think expressing it in the moment makes it so that it's not an issue. It could just be a conversation that you have. Yeah, then. yeah, you true, know what I true, mean? true. Um, but like not saying it in the moment and just like holding on to it, and then it's just like then it, then becomes, it becomes a thing. Yeah, then it becomes a thing yeah. versus 
you could have just created that opportunity to um, just have like a like a meaningful dialogue about a specific issue. Because you know what we do, and we don't. I don't know if we do it consciously or if we do it unconsciously, but like we're mad. We don't want to make it a thing because we're like we'll get over it. But we make it obvious that there is a thing. So the other person will be like, I know that there's a thing, but you're not telling me there's a thing. But then the, they're like, I don't want to make it a thing. I just want to get over it. But I'm like, okay, that's fine. But you're making it clear that there's a thing. Yeah. So then, you know, the person's going to be like, is there a thing? And you're like, no, there's no thing. But it's obvious that there is a thing. Right. But none of you want there to be a thing. And then you can't pretend that there wasn't a thing because you both have already made it clear that there is a thing. Yeah, I think definitely expressing maybe that there is a thing and I'm just taking a space would yeah. be a better route. Um to go about that i am definitely guilty of that um, <laughs> but you know it's me like not wanting it to make it a thing but then, yeah it makes it a thing i'm like so my anxiety is like i know there's, there's a thing here so i need to talk about it like i can't when i know that there's a thing i'm like i need to dissect it and figure it out right now and part of me is like just let it go if there's a thing they'll bring it up and i'm like no if there's a thing you're gonna tell me <laughs> that there's a thing so i'll we're talking about communication and i think it's just as important to communicate like the type of person you are and your expectations. And I think that's different than love languages. Like, for example, someone might measure how close you are to them because y'all hang out every day or every week or every weekend or how often you hang out with this human is how they measure how close you are to them. Or some people might measure friendships by how much you share with them about your Mm -hmm. personal life on a day-to-day basis. Um, And then some people measure friendships just by if you're there when they need you like anytime they go through some shit they call you and you've always been there and like you're the closest person they have because of that so I think at least in my life my conflict has come from because my friendships have always had different expectations like the way people measure a friendship is so different than the way I measure friendships and nobody's right or wrong it's subjective um but I think that should always be somehow communicated in some way yeah and I think that that happens when you do take the time to sit down and be like hey like I'm the type of person that like I feel a type of way when there's a weekend and I'm trying to hang out with you and you're like always busy yeah like you're not making time for me yeah yeah and then that's how you get to those conversations where you're like well you know like that's not how I measure closeness like I, I understand and then you come to some sort of like a compromise like okay now I see that this is what you kind of expect from me um the other person now understands that like even though this person is not meeting that expectation that it doesn't necessarily have to do with them and so everybody's just on the same page like knows how each other like each person operates yeah yeah um and then yeah and then from that point forward you can make a determination of like okay I know that this is how this person is and this is how I am and can I like actually sustain and like move forward with a friendship with this person or can I not and, yeah like, that's exactly fine but um it's all about that's why communication is so important because yeah. it's like you create narratives in your head of like oh this person must think I'm so annoying this and that or like whatever this person clearly doesn't like me because they're not telling me about certain things or they're not hanging out with me as much as they're hanging out with this person yada 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 um and that sucks because it's like the friendship is there like you guys like each other as people it's there's no drama but the issue is that their expectation is different than your expectation and if you could communicate that with each other it alleviates you guys like you can make the choice that we can just not be as close we can be acquaintances we don't have to be friends at all but when you don't have those conversations it often just leads to friendships falling apart mm-hmm. I think it comes with like just self-reflection like sometimes I think everybody should always like reflect and say like what kind of person am I like in a friendship in a relationship in a family like what do I want for my people who who am I how do I measure like um, success for my friends and if I know what I want then it's easier to tell people but I feel like people just move through all their relationships by saying like I'm annoyed at you or I don't appreciate this and it's like well why don't you take 10 minutes to figure out why you're annoyed at me like is it a me thing or is it because yeah you know like so I think there's like individual work that goes in but it's like dating like you go in and you say this is what I'm looking for can you give it to me or or no or can we meet in the middle exactly but the only thing that I think is different than dating at least um what's the word I'm looking for like 
the common thing in dating right now is like monogamy, right? So yeah. you're dating one person versus yeah. so you don't have necessarily like a measuring rod for other yeah how that person is with other people. Yeah, true. Right? Um, but it, with friendships, that's what like happens oftentimes is people get in their yeah. heads and they're like, oh, well, this person's hanging out like with this person way more than she's hanging out with me. Toxic. She's friend. always on the phone with her. She's always with this person. Uh, she hasn't made time for me in a long time. So, um, yeah, I think that's the added, like, complexity. Yeah, it's true. Um, but I listened to a really good podcast on non-monogamy. Um, and they were talking about, okay, so, like, polyamorous relationships. When yeah, you do yeah. have more than one partner, that you get jealous. Anyway, so the co- the topic of jealousy came up in the context of non-monogamous relationships or open relationships. Yeah. And it was super cool because, like, even though I don't personally, like, practice non-monogamy, I would say that the concept of jealousy and the way that they were talking about it, like, a lot of people could learn from that. Yeah. Because it does apply in, like, any facet of life. And what they were saying is um, when you feel, like, feelings of jealousy, it's often because you have a need that's not being met. So instead of just being like, oh, I'm jealous, I'm like, whatever like kind of writing that person off and like making the other person a bad guy um it's a good trick to like go inwards and be like okay why is it that I'm jealous what is the need that I feel that is not being met for me and then just tell your friend like hey um you know I I would really like it for us to go to dinner like I like whatever you don't even have to say like I notice you've been going out to dinner a lot or whatever you can just say like I would you know like it like for us to go to dinner or like let's have like a night whatever a night in like drink wine like you could take the first step to be like okay this is a need that's not being met for me and like um this is why I'm feeling jealousy but it has nothing to do with those two people hanging out more it's just it has to do with you not having a certain need met and like feeling a type of way yeah and I mean everybody's human right like everybody has those feelings whether it's in relationships or friendships like we all have like wanting to be good enough we all have feelings of like wanting to be accepted and loved and like treated well so when we see other people getting something that we think we might not have we all automatically associate it like negatively but sometimes it's it's not that it 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 could be that they're getting something that maybe you have with that person that they actually want like somebody might say well you two are hanging out all the time but I have such a deep connection with you even though I don't see you and those two people might want what you guys have so when you start measuring your relationship with that person against others it's all it's like Instagram like what you see on the outside is all you see like you never know the intricacies of those two people but like you said it's always good to look and say like why do I feel like because I don't hang out with this person, that means they don't value me as much. Does that come from a part inside of me that's unfulfilled? And if so, do I, do I want to address it? Do I want to fix it? Do I communicate to that person? Hey, you know what? Like I, I actually enjoy hanging out with you. Can we hang out more? And communicating that tells the other person like, okay, they're, they're letting me know what they need from me. If the person values you, then they're, they're gonna like, listen to what you have to say and take it seriously. Um, but that's all that to say is like definitely friendship has to be a two-way street and if that other person after you communicated to them like yo this is what's been bothering me if they're still like not willing or not able to um, you know meet meet that in a healthy way not necessarily like cave in and like completely change who they are but like like you have to give the person the benefit of the doubt and actually communicate like this is where I'm coming from like this is what's happening this is how I'm feeling if you don't give the, the person the chance to even correct what they're doing wrong to you, um, then I think that's a little bit unfortunate and maybe cutting things off prematurely. But then at the same time, at, at the end of the day, like if you do get if if you do take the step to communicate it and the, you've told the person multiple times and they're still like disregarding you, then I would say that's the yeah point yeah absolutely. But it's a two way thing. Like I would. Like, there's always two people. In any relationship, it takes two people to form a relationship, and it takes two people to end a relationship. Like, it doesn't take two. It, one person could end it. But I mean, like, yeah. it, it's the actions of two people there that are severed in some way. But, so the way that I like to think about it is that there could be a very good reason why you're not getting what you want from me. And, you know, like, if you value a person, you value a relationship, it's always important to just talk. Like, I don't know why people are so 
shy to have a conversation with people like I get if somebody does you dirty you cut them off you don't owe them anything but I think in general healthy friendships like the foundation of any relationship is communication yeah letting people know what you need from them being accepting to hear what somebody else wants even if it's not how you like to move like I don't necessarily measure things the way you do but now that I know you do I'm willing to mold myself to you yeah in female friendships I feel like jealousy is one of the biggest things that breaks friendships apart and I I don't think it's talked about that much like I think you made a really good point of saying like people get jealous and it comes from something within them but I feel like it's not a bad thing to be jealous I think there's a lot of shame around it and like we don't communicate it to friends like I don't text you and say hey Brie I'm feeling a little left out or I'm feeling jealous Mm -hmm. and because there's so much like stigma like oh my god you're why are you jealous or why are you being that kind of friend or so I I feel like in my female friend groups at least I've seen it so much and I want to say it's not a bad thing to feel that it happens but well it's not like an unnatural thing yeah it's not an unnatural thing exactly and it just comes because like you care about a person so jealousy in female friendships is huge we have it when we have multiple friend groups we have it when we have different friend groups we have it when we have like a boyfriend and a friend like there's so many different situations where jealousy comes up and I think because it's not talked about as much people don't know how to like respond to that feeling so they get bitter and they get angry and they get like snappy and sometimes they just entirely through like even trying to make it work it doesn't work Mm -hmm. um So I would just say, like, if there is jealousy, the chances that the friend you are jealous of has probably felt jealousy as well. So you can tell them, like, I'm feeling kind of jealous of your relationship with that person. And just seek reassurance. Like, everybody wants validation sometimes in life. Everybody wants to feel like they matter. So, yeah, I'm just rambling at this point. But I mean, I just, all that to say, like, it's not a bad, it's not a natural thing. Feel it. Tell a person. And if a friend ever tells you that they're feeling jealous, like, don't shut them down own it welcome it and then correct it yeah exactly it's again just communicating and like um a willingness to like be vulnerable i guess to admit that you're feeling that like a type of way and then on if you're on the receiving end like a friend is telling you like hey i'm feeling this way then um just giving your friend grace and like not judging them or like just dismissing them as being like yeah I mean I'm a very possessive person so I feel jealous I feel jealous half the time like I'm always feeling jealous honestly it's fine yeah okay I'm not like I'm not like actually possessive or I'll get upset but I'll be like the fuck who's this new bitch like who's talking to you like who's this girl why is she texting you like I don't get it fuck her I what did I say to you the other day like if if I died and Brianna got a new best friend I would deadass come from the grave to haunt her and just, like, shoo that best friend away. So I'm jealous. I'll own it. Fuck it. Whatever. (laughs) Crazy. This always happens to me. (laughs) Story of Brianna's life. (laughs) So we had boundaries. I think that we didn't talk about that yet. I guess something that we wanted to talk about in friendships was, like, there could be a... A situation where it's important to drop boundaries with some friends it might be that you know you guys have different boundaries so somebody speaks about certain topics or they're physically like comes in your space or um, says certain things that are triggering like it's just in general boundaries in any relationship are important it's okay to say no if you don't want to hang out with a friend they get mad at you they get mad at you but like boundaries in general are important sometimes you don't even need to say them like if you know your own boundaries it's okay to just enforce them Mm -hmm. um if people aren't picking up on them then you can have those conversations like I'm not I don't think in any friendship you should sit down when you become friends and say hi Brianna like these These are my my boundaries boundaries. but I feel like you naturally like see people and you pick up on how they move but if it's not working it's okay to sit a friend down and be like yo this is my boundaries like I don't really appreciate when you make comments about so-and-so, like, it's not your place. <laughs> At the first second you were calling me out on something, I was like, what the fuck did I do? Oh, my God. Our, what's the, the dark lore that we should not name? 
Bumble BFF posted. You just on- <laughs> named <laughs> Posted um, on Instagram something that I thought was really cool. And it says, five signs that you need to set healthy boundaries with a friend. So first one is your feelings are often invalidated. So your friend frequently judges your emotions and tell you that your feelings are wrong, silly, or inaccurate. So again, we touched on that when we talked about jealousy. Like, mm-hmm. don't um, invalidate or dismiss your friend's feelings. It often takes, like, a lot of courage for somebody to be like, this is how I'm feeling right now. Yeah. And so I think, in my opinion, the worst thing you can do is just be like, well, that's dumb. Yeah. Um, it's so, like, yeah. sometimes it's natural because, like... I'm going to sound, like, really rude, but, like, sometimes some things, like, people tell you, you're, like, but what you're saying is just blatantly stupid. Like, it's not yeah. true. I I struggle with that. Like, I've been in those situations when somebody's, like, said something. I'm, like, but you're, you're, you're dumb. But I think what I need to work on is just, like, not reacting because that's how that person feels. So if it's, whether it's that I just don't reply in that moment because my instinct is to say what you're saying is stupid. Mm-hmm just taking time to <laughs> step to away. process it yeah i mean there's a way that you could validate somebody's feelings while also dis- disagreeing though yeah so if you are like in conflict or having a fight about something you can say like okay like i, I understand like this is how you're feeling or whatever but this is why like i disagree and yeah that's fine yeah um, i'm not that eloquent yet but uh, so number two is you're held to a higher standard. So you're always on the receiving end of criticism while other friends in your groups get a free pass. Mm. If you choose to do something in a way that your friend wouldn't, you feel judged. I feel like that's me. You think? Yeah. With like particular friendships I'm thinking of, I feel like that was... So you felt that like your other friends in that group got a pass on something that yeah. you would get criticized for? Yeah. I'm like, okay, but like you don't do that to other people. Like, why me? And then sometimes I honestly actually had that thought often. I'm like, is it because I get the people that I am really close to or have been really close to in the past? I'm like, is it because I just got too close to them? So they felt like it was okay to get mad at me. It's something that some of their other friends who were close to them but weren't as close to them, they probably wouldn't have reacted to that way. And then I'm like, is the solution just not to be super close to people? But I think that boils down back to like expectations and how those morph depending on the closeness of a friend yeah so like for example i expect more like this may be unfair to you but i expect more from you than i expect from like another friend let's say yeah from like an acquaintance so there is like subjective expectations per friendship but like well it might be a sign that you need to set a healthy boundary with this friend hey brianna do you mind if i talk to you that's <laughs> Uh, number, number three is you give more than you receive. You always answer on the first ring, but when you're the one in need, you have a hard time getting their full attention. Again, that's that one-sided. Sometimes, yeah. you know, certain friends, it's okay. You feel like you're comfortable yeah. um, operating or, like, yeah, navigating that friendship in that way. But other times, maybe a sign that you need to yeah. um, set a boundary or, like, communicate a frustration, you know? Like, I feel like I'm putting more into this yeah. friendship than you are. And so, like, I'm just letting you know that if it's, this doesn't get fixed, then um, there's going to be a friendship readjustment on my end. Exactly. Hmm. <laughs> Four, uh, you never get a genuine apology. Why is it so fucking hard for you to say sorry to me? I don't understand. Hit dead ends when looking to resolve issues. Your request for an apology is instead met with a justification for their behaviors. Cut to you're sweeping more things under the rug. Word. But it's always like, I apologize for this, but I just want to let you know that you also did this. I feel like that is the most bullshit apology. Like, keep it to yourself. I feel like somebody could have hurt you and you hurt them. So I think when you're saying sorry to somebody, own your apology let them accept it, and then bring up your shit and say, okay, but can I, do you mind if I tell you something that you did that upset me? But when you say stuff like, I'm sorry, but, or I'm sorry, um, but I also was hurt, you know, it's like, okay, but is this about you or is it about me? Let's pick one. Let's start with your pain and then we can get to my pain. Maybe your intention is to apologize, but the reason it's not recognized as genuine sometimes is because you always want to follow it with your own pain or your own feelings. Mm-hmm. And that just instantly seems transactional you're like okay clearly now you want me to say sorry because you said sorry yeah and i think i think though like mastering the art of 
apologizing is so hard and it takes so much work yeah there's so a podcast i listen to if anybody's interested it was like Brene brown and i forget the name of the other lady she's an author and her book is called like apologizing so just look that up but she goes into like so much detail on why apologizing is so hard and something that i think is just like a good plug-in is like when somebody says sorry it, we all like feel uncomfortable and we just want to be like it's okay I, like i know you didn't mean it but like no just just say thanks thank you yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then five you feel yourself tense up you tend to feel anxious or nervous about telling your friends certain things like a personal achievements or plans <laughs> that have changed for fear of their reaction and i think that's when you know you're in some fucking scary ass waters when you feel like you can't tell your friend things because you're trying to avoid a negative reaction um, that's a sign that you have some serious hashtag toxic friend yeah hashtag toxic friend or that you have some serious um, like sitting down ending and like talking things out to do yeah not necessarily ending a friendship but there needs to be a conversation so I think just to wrap up we wanted to talk about gratitude yes yeah um, I think Brie actually I think you mentioned it last in our first episode where you say you know, we express gratitude to partners sometimes, but we forget to express gratitude to our families and mm-hmm. to our friendships. Uh, and in our friendships, sorry, because it's just something that we take for granted. Um, but I think it's like a really, really good idea to bring back the conversation of gratitude and center it on friendships specifically. One, because I think that we don't express gratitude enough. It's not a bad thing. You just get so close to a person. Like, you know, you know, with your boyfriend, you say, or your husband, or your wife, or whatever it is, you say, I love you all the time. You say, I love you before bed, or, you know, you, it, you're intimate. Like, there's so many opportunities for you to express gratitude to them. But in friendships, there's never, like, a, a good moment except a birthday or when you're having a drunk heart-to-heart in a bathroom one night to say that. Uh, but I think it's, we should normalize and encourage more just having conversations with your your friends where you share with them how much you appreciate them what you what you appreciate about them um and how you're grateful for them Mm -hmm. yeah i think what i said last episode was like you take your friends for granted Mm -hmm. um and you think that they're always going to be like around i thought you were saying you as in me for a second no no like Like, you like general you yeah yeah um take your friends for granted and so yeah expressing gratitude is a way of like nurturing your friendship you know just to tell them like hey i see you like thanks so much for yeah having my back and yeah sticking it out so i have um some other Yay. you know how to express gratitude i'm glad you exist uh, thanks you are important and you are loved thanks <laughs> your existence is necessary thanks in case no one else has told you today i'm glad you're still here no one's told me that today so i am so grateful I think my friend, um, Pori, if you listen to this, something that she always says is like, um, she'll either text me and say, I'm in need of a love bomb or vice versa. She'll just randomly text me and say, Hey, I'm dropping in to give you a love bomb. And I, I appreciate both. I appreciate when she asks me for a love bomb and cause then I know like, okay, whatever it is, like somebody just needs to feel the love from a friend. Um, and there's something different about when your friends give you love than I think when a partner gives you love. It just, it fills a different cup. Um, and then I think it, it just feels nice when like a friend texts you randomly to be like, Hey, I want to let you know I'm grateful for you or I love you or whatever it is. Just tell your friends you love them more. And what you love about them. Shower all your friends with love because if you don't, someone else will. Hmm. And that's on period. <laughs> toxic friends. <laughs> that's on toxic friends. <laughs> So next episode, we're just going to have kind of a more lighthearted episode. We're going to have some special guests uh, come on to chat about um, different, you know, aspects of friendship. So this one was kind of heavy. We talked about, like, some serious things. Um, So, yeah, I think next week will be fun to have, like, a fun, lighthearted, just shooting the shit episode. It'll be Um, lots of laughs. We're going to talk a little bit about traveling with friends, a little bit about long-distance friendships. Uh, We're hoping to kind of just, like, bring in some things that we all 
are passionate about like astrology and how that that's been something that's centered our friendship at times and how we use that to connect um so it's gonna be exciting it's gonna be lots of fun i'm excited to laugh lots um so check in and tune in for that yeah and i also wanted to say because we did touch on you said jealousy and female friendships but i want to know male listeners out there do you guys experience jealousy in your male friendships i really want to know that i feel like we should have like some guys on to talk about um guy friendships how do you feel when your homie makes a new homie and yeah. forgets about you or just and like plays i don't know nba without you but plays it with the new homie fifa fifa cod see i know i'm in it hops on the live yeah what's that what's that one that they always play cod um, call of duty no world of warcraft one. Mm, isn't that one yeah no fucking fortnite that's what i was thinking oh. of <laughs> fucking fortnite you're so lame <laughs> It's true, huh? Yeah, let us know. I feel like that'll be a good conversation. We can maybe get some, if you guys are interested, get some boys up on here to talk about their jealousy and how they navigate that. Like adult male friendships. So curious. So much different, I feel. Or maybe not than female friendships. Maybe they just like suppress it like they do all their other emotions. Yeah, true. It's our subject. Let's not talk about that. Um, Okay. Yeah, so thanks again for listening. If you made it this far, uh please rev- give us like, a review subscribe. like subscribe do all of that fun things share the podcast with a friend follow us on instagram at chapters underscore podcast uh youtube we already mentioned that yeah, yeah youtube is and glam- send us like uh, questions or messages or issues like if we are talking about friendships right now and there's anything that you want us to talk about or you think would be interesting let us know um i think we're only thinking about what we've experienced, so we could definitely miss something. So let us know. Send us a voice memo. Maybe we'll play it on the next podcast. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Cool. I think that's it. And that's All it. Right. Okay. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Bye.